Thank you for listening to the Resources for Integrated Care podcast series, Best Practices for Recruiting and Sustaining Successful Enrollee Advisory Committees, EACs. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on March 20th, 2023. In this podcast, Margaret Karosha, the Senior Director of Medicare Special Needs Plans at UPMC Health Plan, Insurance's Service Division, discusses best practices for recruiting and retaining committee participants, development of DSNP EACs, as well as lessons learned for committee structure and design. Good afternoon, everyone. UPMC is an integrated delivery and finance system and UPMC Health Plan is of that part of that integrated delivery finance system as part of the insurance services division. That division covers commercial as well as government business across Pennsylvania and other states, two of which are the dual SNP as well as the community health choices product. There are some differences between the DSNP as well as the CHC products, but they are both located throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Our largest market tends to be in the western and southwestern areas of the state in both products. And there's not a significant diversity across the marketplace in Pennsylvania. However, there are some differences in demographics between the CHC product and our DSNP. From the CHC perspective, this is a dually eligible Medicaid participant plan. There are about 32,000 of those members that are also in our DSNP, so it's very highly aligned. The CHC product has had a PAC, which is a participant advisory committee for the last four years. We're trying to take the lessons learned from the PAC program and be able to carry those forward to our DSNP EAC. And we are in the recruitment and planning stages for our first meeting in May. So a little bit about the structure from the CHC perspective. The structure of the regional PACs is pretty highly defined from the state Medicaid program, requiring that there be a significant number of participants that are also receiving long-term support services, as well as providers, other types of caregivers, and community-interested stakeholders. One thing that we are taking from the CHC PAC is the meeting cadence, looking at an individual meeting each quarter and combining the topics across the region so that as you look at from the CHC perspective, they'll have one topic that is the primary topic across all of the zones. And then there may be something that's a little more regionalized in each of the zone meetings. The PACs are comprised of about 15 to 20 members and the local community engagement team helps identify unique groups that should have representation on the committee. So we've used various methods that have been effective with our CHC PACs to start recruiting and engaging members for our DSNP EAC. Identifying stakeholders has really been for us, anyone who has had any type of interaction at a community event, working with any of our community engagement representatives. We are in the process of training our internal staff for referrals from a member services and care management perspective. We intend to over-recruit. We've definitely learned that from our CHC PAC. Attendances, you know, what they have seen is that attendance is only around 50%, and you do get some attrition or low attendance, so we're constantly recruiting every day throughout the year. 
The other thing that we're taking away from our CHC pack is we've developed a centralized application. That application is available online. It's also available for our community engagement representatives to share with people out in the community. And it captures the demographic information, accommodations needed, any technology available, as well as preferred meeting times so that we can best plan to get the best attendance possible. For anyone that is that chooses to move forward, there is a meet and greet. We're using this time to meet with the member, go over the charter, expected responsibilities, address any type of needs that they may have regarding internet or technology. And we always provide telephone access as the backup, as well as providing a phone number that the member can use to reach out to someone who can help them with technical issues. Setting the agenda, the agendas are set partially by the health plan where we are interested in getting information from participants. We also solicit from those participants topics for future meetings. And what we've seen with each of our PACs is that the members, the participants do create ground rules very much along the lines of respect each other, allow everyone in the room to have a voice. And that helps keep the participation of the membership engaged and give them some guidelines to follow. So as I've mentioned, some of the items that we've learned from our CHC PAC, we have put together our agenda, decided on a two-year term because that is what was used there. There wasn't any magic around selecting a two-year term by CHC or for our DSNP. So we decided to be consistent and use the same term. However, anyone who might exit the committee at any time, we are always able to replace them before that term has ended. It's really a matter of continuous engagement, having the community engagement representatives have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with each member in the committee to solicit agenda items, reaching out when the agenda for the next meeting is being developed, following up the day before the meeting as a reminder, as well as going over how to connect to the meeting. Just for some examples, we wanna keep the agenda engaging and relevant. For just to give an example, one of the broad topic conversations that we had was accessing various state and federal programs such as SNAP, utility support, telephone and internet assistance. And the feedback that we received from that PAC meeting really helped us helped our service coordinators learn how to assist members in creating a financial literacy toolkit that they could use to be able to help members access those services. Another option is also to gather information related to any of our applications or websites to be able to see if how the user interface and capabilities, if they meet the members' needs. So as I stated, UPMC is developing a new statewide enrollee advisory committee for our DSNP. We are making it a little bit different from the perspective of the representation in our DSNP is a little different than from the CHC perspective. So age, sex, LTSS status, and race are coming into play, as well as the percentage of membership that we have in each of our zones. So while we are reaching out right now, it is our plan from a retention perspective to add dollars to the members flex card where that they're able to use for healthy food items and for attendance and really reaching out in between meetings to keep that member, the members engaged. Regarding feedback, really supporting, we have a 
common platform that we will use for these meetings called the Virtual Senior Academy, which will enable us to store all of the information for those meetings, enable the members to be able to access that information, and therefore also be able to know that the conversations are secure. So as we've received feedback from the pack that we are carrying forward for the DSNP, whether it an item is large, which may be plan-wide or region-wide, such like a concern that a vendor might require recontracting, or whether it's a smaller item possibly impacting just a specific hospital or a specific care management area, we our goal is to make sure that we keep our members advised as to the status of the issues that are raised. And if necessary, we're leaving open the ability to form smaller subgroups to tackle projects. And this is just to give a timeline for our DSNP EAC development. We are in the process, again, of recruiting and training our internal teams for additional referrals and putting agendas together. And we intend to host our first meeting in May. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website, www.resourcesforintegratedcare.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Our handle is at integrate underscore care or follow resources for integrated care on LinkedIn to stay up to date with our recent products and technical assistance.